Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name's Kamila. And Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy 2020! Woo! I'm so excited for this upcoming year. Overall, I just have really good feelings about it. And we're going to mm-hmm. be talking about our 2020 style resolutions. Mm-hmm. We're going to be going over some holiday stuff that we did. Yep. But before we get into that, let me tell you about our guest today. Today, we are going to be interviewing Dolly Momo Iro, who is a monster magical girl made out of all things creepy and cute. Dolly is the former event organizer for a J fashion organization called Toronto Harajuku Style and is the team captain of an anti-auto group called THS Dance Team. She is a model, a fashion designer, a music producer, and she has an upcoming visual album called Magical Girl Pandemonium and a clothing slash accessory line called Monster Magical Girl Creations. And today we're going to be talking mm-hmm. with Dolly about performance art and J fashion. The new year has hit. What are we doing? I don't know. Again, I'm losing my head right now. It comes by like so fast because it's just like bunched in with like a bunch of other holidays. So you're just getting off Christmas. You didn't have that much time to really think about the new year before. Yeah. I, I wish there was a month after Christmas so then I can get my life together and then January would yes. happen. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be so much easier. Yeah. Because then like all of a sudden after Christmas, I'm just like, oh shit, I gotta like. Think about the next year, my next life, my next me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so much. Like, I feel like I have more downtime, but then this came all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, it's time to go already. Yeah. Oh, God. And it's just, ah, oh, it's so right. much. And then you think of the resolutions, and I read things and stuff about, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you want to say, like, the resolution, but you got to say, like, how you're going to get these things done. And I'm just like, oh, well, that's going to take me, like, another few weeks to figure <laughs> out the best way to get these things done for the whole year. Like, <laughs> yeah. That part's a, hard. It's a lot. Um, I recently gave myself a tarot card reading for the new year. Mm -hmm. Basically, it said there's going to be some financial struggles, which is kind of understandable because I will be going off on my own completely Mm. this year. And there may be some financial setbacks and struggles, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to have a lot more time to do personal projects to Mm. be social and overall it's going to be a really good year to like surround myself with people who I love and to one of the things that really stood out for me was Mm -hmm. being constructively selfish Mm. and I really liked that that like I need to put myself first before thinking about like how other people feel about my decisions right right I think I I have faith in you you know thank you I feel like, you know, you're you're really good at like planning out like, okay, this is how I'm going to spend my money and everything like that. I don't really see you as too impulsive or something like that. So I think you're going to be able to like deal with that transition well. Thank you. Yeah. My main fear is like just not having enough. Yeah. Yeah. Either something happening or not having enough money to pay Mm -hmm. rent. Like that's terrifying. Um, But we'll see. We'll take it one step at a time. Mm -hmm. 
And then on that note, why don't we talk about our 2020 style resolutions? What are your J fashion resolutions this year? So like personally, like this is like excluding my business because my business is a whole nother like animal. <laughs> but as far as like personal style, I want to like make more opportunities to wear my Princess Ahoy persona outfit, possibly get another pirate hat. I was thinking about getting one made by... um. I think it's called Tour New Soul, uh, J Fashion mm-hmm. crafter artist business person art thing. <laughs> so <laughs> entity, entity, yeah. And they make like hats and stuff. They make like really small ones and then big ones and stuff like that. And I met them at. Oh, you were actually there. Oh, I was it the one at again. Anime Expo? Yeah, Anime Expo. Yes, their yeah. stuff is really cool. Yeah. So I was just talking to them about like, oh, like you make custom hats and stuff. And I wanted to do it last year. They ended up being out of town during the time Mm. that I would like need the hat buy or something. So I'm thinking like have another opportunity to like, you know, get a custom hat done by them. And then I'll have like two color hats. And then like when I wear different outfits, maybe I'll wear a different hat. And then trying out hair color wax slash creams so the person who like does my braids and everything they're just like oh you should try these like hair waxes i tried it on my hair i did the purple and it came out really good and they showed me like a picture of it and everything it doesn't dye your hair Mm. and you put it over it so um so it doesn't matter what hair color you're naturally are you could put it over it because it's kind of an opaque thing and also if it's not bright enough you could put white under it and then Mm. do the color that was my that was my concern because like you know there used to be like hair chalks that were like super popular and they don't show up on dark hair super well yeah so i was like how much are you gonna have to put on to like get it to show up without it being gloopy and gunky and yeah yeah i'm very curious to how it turns out yeah me too it's super good for like people who have curly hair can Mm -hmm. be coily you can put it over your hair if you use the wax you can't use heat on your hair Mm. which is which makes it not as good for straight-haired people if you want to like blow dry your hair you know after having it wet or something like that it's not good but if you use the cream ones then you can I found this great black owned brand that makes the creams crown color paints or something like that there's like a bunch of videos of people using it and showing like oh this is how I do it and this is how that blah blah most of the pictures of people trying it are black people with Mm. Uh, 4C hair so I'm kind of like oh okay they look really good in it you know but you know sometimes when when you see pictures of people doing stuff with their hair and it's just like oh they do it and they know the perfect secret way to do it and then you do it and it's just like hey this did not work at all (laughs) (laughs) even though I followed every step so (laughs) so I'm like oh I'm in between braids right now I'm going to order some of their products and try it in the new year so it's already you know it's in the mail it's being shipped nice so i can't wait to try it out on my hair and then if i can't use it then i'll just give it to simon because simon wants to color his hair (laughs) (laughs) good for him so my 2020 fashion resolutions are to finish projects i have like so many personal projects that i have not been able to finish like upcycling projects and Mm tailoring projects and like full one-of-a-kind piece projects that I just have not been able to touch because the last six months have been so stressful and so busy and also I got my sewing machine back from 
my home in California. So I finally will be able to like so shit. Yeah, that's going to speed up the process. Oh, it's going to be so nice. I'm so excited to have my baby back. Oh, I, I have a beautiful, <laughs> absolutely gorgeous Singer One computerized machine that I my parents gifted me. Ooh, computerized, what does that mean? Uh, so, like, it has, like, a computer in it, basically. You, It's not like you can go on the internet, <laughs> but, like, if something, like, fucks up with the machine, it'll give you an error code, oh. and there are, like, electronics in it, yeah. as opposed to all mechanical yeah and then you can like look up online oh they're giving me this error code how do yeah. i fix that yeah exactly so and i love it it's my baby it's my oh i love my sewing machine so much and i was lucky enough to get it for christmas a few years ago but i have not been able to get the use out of it that i've been wanting because it's been mm. in california and yeah. i have not been so yeah. <laughs> i finally was like okay mom I'm taking it home. I, I'm going to only bring a carry-on, and that will be my checked. And it worked out. Nice. My mom, for Christmas, got me a sewing machine case for it that yeah. rolls. Oh, that's good. And it's like, oh, this is perfect. I can now take it on the go, which mm-hmm. is so cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> going to be finishing so many projects. I want to continue to be fast fashion free or mm-hmm. to be as fast fashion free as possible. Right. The only things that I'm currently having trouble with are like socks and underwear because I don't know yeah. how to make those yet. But now that I have my sewing machine, I will be able to make my new my own undergarments a lot easier. As for socks, since they're more like a knitted, I'm going to try to buy only from ethical and sustainable brands for mm. socks or buy secondhand slash new socks. Okay, I say that because the place I work at buys overstock. So those overstocked items, instead of just going to the landfill, other retail places can pick them up and try to sell them. Yeah. That's what my workplace does. Mm-hmm. So it's they're new, but they're not necessarily fast fashion right. because they are being... You're trying to save it from it being like put thrown away and put yeah. into... So it's kind of like how someone, if... They have something and then they're like, oh, instead of throwing this away, I'm going to sell this on Depop. Yeah, even though, exactly. Like, but they didn't use it. Exactly. So I, I'm still getting some new socks, but they're like overstock surplus mm-hmm. that my workplace is trying to save, um, which I really <laughs> appreciate. And then I want to get better at doing stuff for OK, because the last six months have been so freaking difficult with my yeah. workload and your workload. Yeah, us changing our schedules. Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. difficult to be able to get things out on time to, right. like, especially with patron content, I'm still behind on and still working on. But I'm planning on getting caught up over this winter break. I have a few more weeks to edit everything down, and that's going to be plenty of time for me. And I want to get better at being consistent with the format. Like, this is the first time in a while that we did a guest bio. Just because we've been so fucking busy, we haven't been able to get them from our guests because we forget to ask. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, we need to, like, basically have, like, a big meeting again of just, like, oh, okay, like, this is what we did last year. This is what we want to get better at. Mm-hmm. Um, Come up with a big workflow chart. Yeah, yeah. Of Just how we step wanna... one, step two, step right, three for right. every and, month. And basically where we want to take it. Like, it's just like, oh, okay, like, what do we want to do more with this? Do we mm-hmm. want to, like, you know, have a, a website? Do we want to have okay 
swag. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we're we're going to keep pushing. And especially next semester, I'm only going to have three classes. It's going to be a lot easier. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot more times so where we can yeah. meet up. Yeah, um, I am going to be going full time at work, but mm. I'm still planning on having my Sundays and Thursdays free. Oh, okay, perfect. We're getting shit done. Mm-hmm, still mm-hmm. gonna be busy as fuck, but you know yep. what? We're gonna push through, <laughs> and we now have like a better foundation. I feel right, which is really really awesome. Mm-hmm. And coming up, holy crap! I'm so excited this month. We are going to be having a bit of a Kawad Plus J yes. Fashion Meet, which is going to be so freaking exciting. We're bringing in Jaded Island from yes. like Washington, Pennsylvania, I think. I think, yeah, I think that area. I think it's Pennsylvania. I know it's like East Coast. Yeah. And I'm so excited to have her. I know. Oh my God, she's staying at my house. <laughs> She's one of those like internet people that are just like, oh, yes, like I know this person, but I have never like met or spoken to them. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, it's going to be really cool to like. I had talk a to realization them. that being an adult just means you can make your internet friends real oh, life yeah, friends. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it's like, we're doing that. Yeah. We're doing this shit and we're <laughs> meeting our internet friends IRL. And it's not even a um, a convention or something. I like. know. <laughs> Look at us go. We should oh, we should make our own J Fashion Expo. Oh my oh god. god. <laughs> Let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, that stuff is so fun. I know. Difficult. I know. I would never be able to <laughs> help out. Yes, I would love to yes, help, help out one. Yeah. Run one. <laughs> Hell no. 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 But oh, man. we are going to be going to uh, Dylan's Candy Bar, right? Is that what it's called? Oh, no. Wait. I think it's the Sh- Sugar Factory. Yes, Sugar Factory. Thank it you. It reminds me of Dylan's Candy Bar, though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, we're going to be eating, take pictures, yep. who knows what else. Probably wander on the mall, wander around mm-hmm. the strip. Yep. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited to meet people and like yeah. show our love for our local community. Right. Hopefully it's good weather. Yes. Well, good winter weather. Yeah, <laughs> well, <AI>, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, you never, ever know. Really cool thing that happened, 2019, I was featured... In Teen Vogue. Ooh. But it wasn't like I was walking down the street and then like a photographer came up to me and was just like, oh my God, your face need to be in Teen Vogue. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I work for Teen It wasn't like that. It was more like an email that just was like, oh, hey, I liked your Instagram and stuff. Do you want to um, be interviewed for this you know, Friday column on uh, Team Vogue, and I'm just like, yes. Also, is this a lie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is yeah. This fake? Oh, boy. Um, I've gotten those before. <laughs> but it turned out to be real. It was this uh, editor named Sarah R- Radin or Rodden or something like that. They interviewed me for the, the fart Friday column. The which- fart? Yeah, the fart column, you know, <laughs> for people who have, like, I I represented the unicorn farts, <laughs> and they just wanted to know about how it smelled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, 
Yeah, so the Friday column that was like about Instagrams you should follow, the artists behind them. So they did like a whole interview of just like, oh, uh, when did you start this? What's the reasoning behind, you know, your art and everything like that? So I got to talk about, you know, hard decora and everything and J fashion. Um, They also asked some really good questions about like, oh, how do you incorporate, you know, your black and you're incorporating a fashion style that's from another country, another culture. You know, how do you mix those two things together? Which I thought was a very good question because sometimes, I don't know, it's just like sometimes people try to um, avoid that question, I guess, mm-hmm. and just stay very surface. And I thought that it was good to, you know, Teen Vogue woke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I was just like, oh, okay, that's good. Not that, like, it's, it, it's kind of like a balance because not every time you want to be like, hey, you're the black person that's doing a weird <laughs> thing. What about that? Um, <laughs> so sometimes you just want to be a person. But um, but I thought it was a good question just because, you know, the audience of Teen Vogue might be like, you know, children, teens or something like that. So they might want to think about that for Mm -hmm. the first time. It's like a balance of just like, oh, yeah, I want people to recognize that. But it's also like, I want fun questions. (laughs) So most of the questions were fun, except for like the one question. So it's just like, oh, okay, I I get it. But yeah, it was it was cool. And then being put up on their website and stuff and just being able to be like, oh, wow, I'm like featured sort of in a, you know, mainstream fashion thing. Yeah, That's that's awesome. Super cool. And with that, we're going to throw it over to ourselves with Dali Momo Iro or Dali Momo. And we are going to hop into our discussion about J fashion and performance art. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hey, y'all. It's Hayden. It's Kamala. We've talked a bit about how OK Podcast is a labor of love for us. Yes. Neither of us get paid to create this content, and we make it because it's important and we love to do it. Yeah, doing this podcast does take a lot of time and a bit of money, though. Because of that, we would like to tell you about our Patreon. If you become a monthly Patreon at any level, you'll get to contribute questions to our monthly guests. And if you donate at the $3 a month level, you'll gain access to our bonus patron content, which has special interviews with our guests. Like what it's like to be in a garusa, switching styles, and tips on modeling in Japan. There's absolutely no obligation to become a patron whatsoever, but we would greatly appreciate it. So thank you so much, and now back to the show. And today we are sitting down with Dali Momo. Today we are going to be talking about performance art mixed with J fashion, mixed with idol group. It is a bunch of stuff that is intersecting here and I'm really excited to get into it. So the first question that we have for you, Dali, is tell us about how you originally got into J fashion. Just the simple, easy stuff. Well, I guess it has to go all the way back to when I was in elementary school. I was just kind of browsing the web. I wasn't really allowed to be on the internet, but like at school, Mm -hmm. I'd go on anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Got really inspired by watching like Visual K music videos and Mm J-pop music videos and like the clothes they were wearing really interest me. So I I guess I just kind of looked into it from there and I kind of started like dressing in Lolita without really realizing it was Lolita. Mm. It's weird. (laughs) <laughs> Same with Decora as well. I didn't realize it was really Decora. 
I was just copying what I saw the other artists do <laughs> in the music uh, videos. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I can see how that happens because, like, when you're watching the video, it's not like they're describing, I'm wearing this style yeah, or something. Exactly. It's just yeah. who they are. So how would you describe your style today? I know how I would describe it, really cool and, like, demented doll sort of thing. But, you Leading know. Leading the witness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I would well, totally love to hear um, how you describe it. Yeah, my style is kind of hard to describe, especially um, if I'm trying to describe it to other people, I guess. Mm -hmm. It really depends on how I wake up and how I feel, because mm. I wear a lot of pastel colors, then I wear a lot of neon colors, then mm. I wear a lot of black colors, yeah. and there are some days where they all fuse together, so it's just kind of like everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard for me to describe my style, but I do love um, yummy kawaii, but I can't really say that I'm like yummy kawaii, because it's like a little bit of everything all the time. I think a lot of us, as we're getting into the new decade, we're all kind of starting to dabble more in different styles. We're blurring those lines between styles a bit. Yeah, you know, I really love that because like back then when I was like dressing in Lolita, I would still like mix it up with other things and that was so looked down on. Like mm. that was so looked down on. People used to harass me on Tumblr and no. be like, you're wearing Lolita wrong. Like they would harass me. So yeah, it's really interesting to see how things are now. Right, right. Sneakers with Lolita is valid. <laughs> yeah. I think people sometimes they jump to conclusions about your goals and what you're going for when you haven't even said anything yet. Yeah. So how did you originally get into performance art? Well, I've always loved to dance. That's something I've always been doing ever since I was younger. I can't really put like a time frame on it, but for like the idol stuff and J-pop, that's also <laughs> elementary school. I've been watching those music videos for too long, like Buno and all that stuff. It's been been a long time it's really hard for me to remember how exactly I got into it I just it just happened mm -hmm. that's valid yeah. uh, I started dancing when I was three so I, I understand like how it just kind of becomes a part of you I know with my parents like sometimes they would see like oh well maybe she'll be interested in this and maybe she'll be interested in that so they'll like put me in like different classes and sometimes I don't really remember saying like oh I'd really like to do this or I'm interested in this it'll be like oh I'm all I'm I was in a class and then all of a sudden like it's just a part of my life now mm -hmm. can you tell us more about your idol group I kind of like interested in what exactly you all do like is it mostly like dancing or is it involved with covers of songs or um, original music different things like that just wanted to know more about it my dance group is called THS Dance Team. We mm. originated from Toronto Harajuku style, which is an organization that I created. We do events and stuff like that. Yeah. So we would always perform under Toronto Harajuku style. Mm -hmm. So yeah, THS stands for Toronto Harajuku style. And we just add dance team to the end oh, of it. Okay. It's kind of a long name, but like, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it fits with it, I guess. We are anti-idol group. We dance to a lot of like J metal. We do some cutesy stuff as well. Um, sometimes we throw in some new metal in there as well, but uh, we're forever exploring. We don't have like a certain specific look. I guess whatever we like, we will try. So that so, leads into our next question. What exactly is like an anti-idol group? Well, I personally think an anti-idol group is whatever you want it to be because for like idol culture nowadays it's a little bit strict and there's like a whole agenda and guideline you probably have to follow to be like you know considered an idol and 
to please everybody. But like for anti-idols, I feel like you just do whatever floats your own boat and just go with it. Okay, so not being yeah. held by like the boundaries of what an idol group is quote unquote supposed, supposed to be. be. Yeah. Okay, all right. That's awesome. I can get behind that. I dig it. <laughs> what was the drive behind creating or joining this group? I don't know if you created it or it was just a group idea. Uh, I created it. It kind of happened by accident because I'd always perform with friends at the (laughs) events. And then, like, we'd have other groups perform. And, you know, it's really, you just start to question, like, wait, what what are we? What is this? (laughs) (laughs) So you have to put a title on it for everybody else. It started to get more serious now. Like, it's been four years and it just started getting serious now. Just because, I don't know, we just decided to make it Instagram out of nowhere. And we've already been dancing for four years, so... You already kind of touched on this question that you guys originally started performing at the Toronto Harajuku style groups. How else do you combine J fashion with this style of performance art? For J fashion, I usually ask my team members how they Mm. feel about things because I know for J fashion, I wear it every day. Like it's a part of me, Mm. just fashion in general. But uh, we have a cosplayer as well. She's into Lolita, but she's more like into cosplay, it seems. And there's others that aren't really that much into J fashion, but they're aware of it. Like they don't wear it daily, but Mm -hmm. they're aware of it and they will wear it. We just kind of like use lately like a lot of Yami Kawaii, like Sailor Fuku kind of things. Mm -hmm. But I I would love to do a performance where we wear like Lolita or something that would be really nice, like Gothic Lolita. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this isn't on our list of questions, but I have seen some videos of your guys's where it's not inside the traditional THS events. How does the audience vary for you guys? We haven't performed at a THS event in a while. Like, we've been performing at a lot of different places. And, like, honestly, I'm never too sure about, like, how the audience is going to react. I guess it really depends where most of the time. Sometimes I do feel a little bit concerned because some of the songs we do are pretty heavy. And I'm like, oh, we're going to scare everybody. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to scare everybody. So that's kind of, like, what I'm expecting. But people usually, like, take it in pretty well. The last time we did a Toronto Harajuku-style event, I was, like, certain that we were going to scare everybody. Because oh no. um, most of the idols here are very cutesy and mm. stuff. And then we were, like, dancing to Slipknot. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but surprisingly, uh, you know, a mosh pit started and they were vibing Perfect. with it. So I guess, I guess they liked it. <laughs> that I is guess. so cool. Yeah. And, like, at other events outside of Toronto, how did you just tell, like, it's, it's, I can never tell. They don't really know what we're doing anyways. They don't understand anti-idols. They don't understand idols. They don't understand mm. it. They just see it as people dancing, which I really do enjoy that more. Oh, mm-hmm. like cool. introducing people into what you're interested in. Just and... blank slate, yeah. no right. assumptions. Yeah, and some people will come be like, what was that song? Like, it wasn't English. What was that song? And after I like tell them, and it's like a little gateway, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how does like the usual process look like when coming up with a new performance piece for your idol group? And how does this affect what type of outfit you choose? Well, so far we have two uniforms. Mm. Well, I guess technically three, but we we're only using two of them. So we have like our darker Sailor Fuku with the long skirt. I love that one. Yes. <laughs> and we have like our default like red one with like a little bit of pink in it. 
when we're picking songs, we don't really try to match it with our outfits, like, which makes it even better because sometimes we'll be dancing to like metal, we're wearing all pink. So mm-hmm. whatever song we hear, whatever song, whatever set list we're setting, we won't really think about the outfit too much. We'll think about the outfits when it comes to like um, theme darker uniform for like around Halloween time and the red one is just our default so I guess like we'll be evolving with our outfits and our uniforms at some point. I'm excited to see the evolution (laughs) and this also is not a question that's on there but I'm curious if there are any like new plans starting to form like even if they're just very loose in your head of like creative ideas. Well I I'm working on a visual album for myself. Oh, cool. It's going to probably take a really long time, but each track, I think I'm going to release it as a single. And once I've released all of them, I'm going to put it together as an album Mm -hmm. and then it'll be out there. Cool. Oh, I look forward to it. Yeah. And then outside of your anti-idol group do you have a different style like how would how do you dress outside of um, your performances and within the performances I feel like I am more tamed Mm. I'm more tamed but like outside of my group and outside of the performances I'm just basically a walking creature (laughs) (laughs) the monster (laughs) yeah and the last question that we have is, what advice would you give to those who want to incorporate J-Fashion into their own performance art? I'd say go for it. I know like it might be like, oh, what if they don't really understand it? What if they don't like it? If they don't understand it, you know, maybe it's giving them an opportunity to like learn something new. Mm-hmm. And if they don't like it, then they're not for you anyway. So mm. it's always good to do what you want to do, what makes you happy, as long as you're not harming anybody. Or harming yourself, you know? Mm, yeah. It should be good. Last, last question. Oh, okay, you got it. Yes. Uh, where can we find your stuff? Where can people connect with you? Well, I do have a website that I post. Well, mm-hmm. I try to post everything on there, but on my website, it has, like, all my social media links. So it's www. Did I say W four times? No, <laughs> no, I think, I think you did the right one. com. Cool. And we will put that in the description of this episode. So, Dolly, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate having you. Really interesting to learn more about, like, anti-idol groups. And if Mm -hmm. y'all, our listeners, are interested in learning more about anti-idol groups... And how to create one. Come join our Patreon. That is something that we're going to be discussing Mm -hmm. with Dolly right now. And with that, this has been OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name's Kamila. And... Oh, yes. And me as well, Dolly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we love to do the surprise. (laughs) We will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.